Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Well, Chris, we are taking advantage of uh, what looks to be the first snowstorm of the season. <laughs> we are huddling inside the CNC oh, podcast my studio. Uh, we have beautiful windows that look out into the newsroom at King 5, and through that newsroom we can now see there is, in fact, blustery snow on the streets of downtown Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. Get the plows out. Stormwatch 2017. It's already begun. <laughs> Uh, we're kind of doing a status update episode this week, Chris. Yep. Just a quick get-together as uh, we uh, keep our eyes on the horizon uh, that we hope we'll have an arena blocking the horizon soon. Which one will it be, though? The Choose Your Own Adventure continues. Uh, but we wanted to get together to talk about where things are at this week. Uh, I know there's a little get-together a little bit later here in November. But where are things at right exactly now at this point? Well, I mean, there's been some stuff bubbling up here in the last week or so, uh, but I think every indication is uh, this key arena proposal, this proposal to build a new arena at Seattle Center looks to be on track for a December vote from the Seattle City Council. There hasn't uh, been anything that's really jumped up that has slowed down that process. And as the council deliberates the budget and everything besides the arena, this is the, the, the building of a new sports complex is the only other issue they're really addressing uh, this year. And, and it looks like uh, everything that Chris Hansen has attempted to throw into the mix in the last few months has not gained any traction that includes why do you think that is I, I you know the 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 council and the mayor uh, you as you and I have talked the three mayors in a week and and all that turmoil at City Hall that's one factor but you know there's been other issues and, and anybody who has followed the arena I continue to, to tell them hey there's other issues going on at City Hall this is not like the issue sure uh, and, and so now that the council is fully involved in the budget process they, they've hired consultants to review uh, the the deal with the Oakview Group and uh, the, the the fact that that nothing has jumped up as a a huge red flag and it hasn't slowed down the process and it means that they are going to continue to work on closing that deal uh, by December. Um, so when we talk about other things that have been you know put out there thrown out there, that includes a letter uh, that was co-signed by Macklemore and Sir Mixalot. I saw you tweeted that out this yeah. week. Yeah, and um, Guns N' Roses, Duff McKagan, as well as people working for AEG, which currently operates Key Arena. And, and it was a big part of the music community here locally saying, hey, this idea that Chris Hansen has put out there to subdivide Key Arena into a 6,500-seat venue uh, four concerts and an amphitheater and a smaller little theater hey they think it's a great idea in fact uh if you go to king5.com i know you like to do this yeah yeah king5.com the full letter is posted there but uh they're they're basically backing chris hansen uh and saying that the city should move forward with that and also the soto arena uh, music is a crucial part of seattle's identity the the letter reads when people around the world are asked about Seattle, the first words out of their mouths are usually technology, coffee, and music. 
Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah, it's accurate. As members of Seattle's music community, we are writing to voice our strong support for the efforts of the local investment team of Chris Hansen, Wally Walker, Eric Nordstrom, Pete Nordstrom, and Russell Wilson to build a privately funded arena in Seattle Stadium District. We also enthusiastically support their new proposal to privately fund the redevelopment of Key Arena as a world-class mid-size concert venue, going on to note that that would include the 6,200-seat, I said 65, 6,200-seat indoor concert space, 3,000-seat covered amphitheater, 500-seat theater for more intimate performances. Uh, the, the folks behind Bumbershoot are part of this as well. Uh, a couple of members of the Presidents of the United States uh, or the Presidents of the USA and Dave Hernandez of the Shins all signed off on this. But this letter got put out there. Uh, I got it from somebody at City Hall, uh, and really that that was it. Uh, you haven't really heard a whole lot of response from the city, uh, from any council member, from the mayor. Didn't seem to gain a lot of traction. Maybe it'll be talked about in the, the weeks to come, uh, but that, uh, at least right now, uh, not a lot of traction at City Hall. And you can also go to our, our Twitter, at uh, NextBestPod. I've retweeted uh, Chris's tweet if you, if you want to see that article. Because you know, I know at face value it looked as though they were, you know, if you just look at it quickly on, on Twitter, like a key arena endorsement. But it's really focusing on the music side, which, yes, I think few could argue is uh, as we're tortured by every weekend watching football games, uh, as the national broadcasters remind us. Uh, how tethered <laughs> yeah. we are. Back in a moment here in Seattle. I mean, pick your grunge. Pick uh, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. We hear it every week. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, the the thing that was interesting about it is uh, Ben Haggerty, uh, known more commonly as Macklemore. Uh, he is that not sounds be- cooler. Yeah, he yeah. he's not he's not afraid to jump into the political realm. He's done it. Uh, he he did it in the primary. Uh, the fact that he's lending his name to this is interesting, as well as Sir Mix a lot. Uh, Duff McKagan has always been a supporter of the Soto Arena, so it, it was interesting that they put their names to uh, a long letter like that. Uh, I I just have not heard any sort of uh, positive reaction or, or or reaction coming out of City Hall. And, and granted, they have been focused on other issues. And that's fair in an honest way to look at it. They are, of course, representing the city at large. We do need to remember that there are more, quote-unquote, important things to focus on. However, it does seem like whenever a Chris Hansen development surfaces, he shows up, he testifies. He would, any, Every time he makes things interesting, which he's great at doing, he, he's the, uh, you know, from the Scream movies, did just when you assume he's dead, he jumps back up and yeah. grabs your leg. I, there just doesn't seem to be much reaction, or it seems to be an, a quick aside or brushed under the carpet. Uh, it seems like, in general, the response from the you know the council or whoever is too late. Well, too late. I, I I think you know I I pay attention to what people are saying on social media, and I, I think uh, uh, there's been some reaction that some of these things that have bubbled up in the last uh, few months from the Hanson camp should have been done months earlier. That uh, you know people are saying. Sounds like a great idea to to subdivide Kiarina. Maybe submit that six months ago. Uh, the the letter from the musicians would have probably resonated more right away uh, a, a few months ago. Uh, the the talk about building two arenas would have probably resonated more a, a couple of months ago. The the question is why why now? And I I know that. You know, Chris Hansen has come out and said, hey, I'm going to sit on the land and, and wait until there's an NBA team. Uh, and, and we're not going to sell the land until we know there's an NBA team back in Seattle. And, right. and we will build for an NBA team. I mean, he's kind of 
uh, he, he's almost resigned publicly to Key Arena is going to happen, and that's where the NHL team is going to play. Uh, so, so that's been interesting as well. I, uh, you know, I, I think you and I were talking about uh, an article that was written in the Seattle Times uh, from Jeff Baker, a uh, lengthy profile about Tim Laiwiki. Right. Uh, Oakview quotes, Group. Oakview Group uh, quotes uh, a, a lot of people within the article. It's clear that Jeff uh, did a, a lot of work putting it together. Uh, talking about the history, uh, the good and the bad with uh, Todd Laiwiki. I think it's a pretty comprehensive piece. And within that, and I, I think what jumped out to me uh, in Jeff's work was he had a couple of quotes from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, and I think there's some subtext uh, to all this, but it, it basically goes into the fact that Silver and Laiwiki have known each other for years. There's been a lot of talk about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but in Jeff's uh, piece, it, it makes it sound like it's a very good thing that he that he uh, knows Tim Laiwiki and and talked about. Uh, he he said he wouldn't bet against Laiwiki getting something done. He's always delivered in all my business dealings with him. That's a direct quote uh, from Adam Silver. And then this is where I think it's interesting. There's a quote that that Jeff has from Adam Silver about this key arena. Uh, remodel or, or new arena at Seattle Center, and it says, quote, I have no concern that the building proper won't meet our requirements, Silver says, of a key arena renovation. And mm-hmm. and that's uh, there, there's always been speculation about whether the NBA or the NHL would be interested in a renovated building or a new building there. Well, that certainly sounds like it. And, and I think the subtext with Adam Silver being quoted in the Seattle Times talking about that, that that's not a good sign for Chris Hansen right. uh, and, and Soto. He has not done the same thing uh, for Chris Hansen and Soto, at least in the last couple of years. Uh, in, in a way, I, I think you can read into it, and perhaps I'm reading too much into it, that, that Adam Silver is tacitly giving his stamp of approval to Key Arena and, and to the city of Seattle to go ahead and move forward with that project. There's been a lot discussed behind the scenes, uh, you know, off record, uh, whispers within City Hall about right. about whether the NBA wants to work with Chris Hansen, uh, whether they're even interested in doing something at Key Arena. The, this is the the, the 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 quote itself is not a whole lot, but the subtext with it, I think, is is heavier uh, with Adam Silver talking about. Key Arena well, and, and, and Tim Laiwiki. And we're in the read-between-the-lines business. That's yeah. what we're doing on the podcast is trying to figure out what all of this yeah. means. And you know, I'd have tempted to walk down the hallway here at King 5 and talk to the investigators and find out what exactly those business dealings were that he <laughs> says that he's always delivered on because I would like to know what what are we talking about. Well, here? I mean, exactly. uh, in all fairness, yeah, he's he's been in the NBA and the NHL for a long time and then with AEG, uh, worked for the Denver Nuggets, worked uh, with the Toronto Raptors. Right. So he, he is familiar with the business of sport. It's not like he's a, a newcomer on the scene. And he's not I think that's an what, old record that, player. No, no, that's mode some money. No, that's that's what Silver's talking about there. Right. Uh, full disclosure, you just pulled a piece of licorice out of your coat. Which is probably uh, from uh, Halloween. I use that as a segue, Chris, because I was waiting for a moment to reference Halloween. I'm going to show you a photo from my phone. Uh, I went out with my daughters yeah. for Halloween. They love it when I dress up. I love to dress up for Halloween. Uh, tell everybody what I'm wearing. You are wearing a Supersonics warm-up outfit. Authentic. Yeah. These Authentic. are vintage. Uh, they're bell bottoms. They came from the team back in the day. They gave away some uh, an old outfit to uh, 
comedy show almost live which was on king five my dad was on that he gave that to me and i've had it ever since so when i bring it out uh usually people stop and their jaw drops and they say where did you get that because they're giant bell bottoms they're fantastic uh and i refuse to sell that uh i bring that up because nine out of ten people the young ones did not know what i was wearing and i'm talking my daughter my oldest is 10 years old perfect timeline perfect storyline for that right uh the kids her age and, and younger had no idea what I was wearing. And it was one of those sobering reminders of how long it's been and to the point where the logo doesn't even resonate with somebody under the age of, you know, certainly like maybe even under 15 may not know what the Sonics are. Yeah, no, I, I have uh, I, I've thought that for a while. that we're, we're closing in on year 10 without the Sonics. And if the NBA is not back here anytime soon, I mean, you're missing a generation of basketball fans. It's not going to mean the same thing to the city to have the Sonics back. It's it's an easy thing for politicians to say, hey, I want the Sonics back. But right. uh, the the idea that they could be gone for anywhere between 10 to 20 years, uh, you're losing a generation, you're losing part of the fan base, you're losing part of the appeal I think that's why you, you've heard people like Brian Surratt, the economic development director in Seattle, saying, hey, we got to come out of this process with an arena. we got to yeah. get something done. Uh, the NHL, uh, all indications are we'll be here before the NBA. If this deal gets done uh, in December, that's going to ramp up in a hurry. Uh, and then the NHL would be in town before the NBA and, and you know that they would peel off the disposable income in the fan base. So the NBA... Uh, if they ever want to come back to Seattle, and uh, I think they do, uh, they they better speed it up because, yeah, you're right. There are people who are not going to know what the Sonics are and not going to have the same connection to that team and, and know how it, how it wove into the fabric of the city at a certain time. And I think people that are our age know that, that it uh, – boy, you, you watch some of those highlights and you can – tell exactly what year it was and what was going on in the city and who was hanging out watching games at, at Key Arena or the Kingdome. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a team, and I think that's why so many people want it back, uh, that really uh, wove into the fabric of this city, arguably more than the Seahawks or the Mariners at a certain point in time. And how painful it is to realize that if they were still rightfully here, what could have been with the likes of Durant. Uh, it, it's, boy, it's sure exciting to watch what, what has happened to the city with the Seahawks' relevance under the Russell Wilson-Pete Carroll era. Imagine if we also had the Sonics across town doing their thing. It, ah! It could it could have been it, so it's fantastic. Fu- it's funny you say that because I looked up at a monitor this week at Kevin Durant playing for the Warriors, and I said, you know, the person with me, I said, that's that's why you like basketball, watching the Warriors and Durant, and this city will have been robbed of Kevin Durant's prime years. He, Absolutely. By the, time, by the time the NBA comes back here, he may be in his middle mid-30s and, and likely won't be the same player that he's been, uh, and, and the, the city's going to be robbed of that. And, and, and poor Jamal Crawford, by the way, who has done so much yeah. in this city off the court uh, as a philanthropist and, and and putting out basketball camps and the, the Pro-Am and the Summer League, he's never going to play for the Sonics franchise, uh, which is sad given uh, how much he's done in this community. And it's not crazy to compare it 
to the Seahawks situation. Uh, we are celebrating the, what, 20th anniversary of Save Our Seahawks. Yeah. A lot of people also uh, of a certain generation don't even realize how close we came to losing the Seahawks that they were owned by yeah. a guy who wanted to take them back to California. People jumped in front of the trucks, and, I mean, this was pre-social media, so you had to tune in to the likes of King 5 to see, hey, that's a moving truck. What's That's the Seahawks stuff? Where yeah. are they going? Uh, we came that close. And cast your mind for a moment and imagine what happened with Russell Wilson beating out Matt Flynn, becoming the Seahawks quarterback, and if right after that they had been taken away, they're somewhere else. The, the Seahawks are in Oklahoma City and to watch Russell Wilson go on, become a gigantic star. I can't even fathom how painful that would be. And for people who can't relate to the Sonic situation, that's how painful it is to so many people. Uh, this week, because you know I like to hold up pieces of yeah. paper on audio form to prove that we have physical things in here, we have opened up the Next Best Podcast comment line, Chris. Ooh. We get a lot of tweets, a lot of texts, a lot of people wanting to, to, to say things, to weigh in, to agree, disagree, bring up points that maybe we're missing. 206-448-3600. If you call right now, 206, you're probably listening to us on your phone anyways, 206-448-3600. You will be immediately put straight through to the next best comment line. And, you know, if you've got a relevant point, you've got passion behind it, you may just be featured in the next, next best podcast. I mean, there's nothing better than that. Can you imagine? And it's better than, uh, you know, showing up at the next city council <laughs> meeting. Hey, how about that for a segue? Uh, yeah, November 16th, 1030 in the morning. That'll be the... The next review of this whole Key Arena OVG proposal, financial review, and uh, key amendments, perhaps. Uh, and then there's another meeting scheduled in uh, November 27th. So there'll be uh, there'll be reasons to talk about this proposal a couple of more times during the month of November. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a deal until it's a done deal. Wait, what the heck are you talking about? Stan and I are okay. Yeah? We're good to load in. Yeah. But we never talked about your fee for bringing it to us. No, but Wade, see, I was bringing you this deal for you to loan me the money to put in. It's my deal here, see? On Twitter and Instagram, at Next Best Pod. Chris, I like you. I just don't think it was an incredible vocal performance. That's the point I was trying to make. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs>